What's up, everybody? It's John Morgan. Listen, I want to just say thank y'all to everybody who has been supporting this podcast. Um, I cannot grow this without the support of the community who allows me to grow. So thank y'all to everybody who's been supporting, everybody who's been sharing it, everybody who is a subscriber on YouTube, everybody who has purchased merch from me, everybody who just tells somebody, you know, through through telling somebody in conversation who share these podcasts and your group text. Thank y'all. I, I, I cannot do this without you guys. So thank you for that. Right now, we want to ask for a specific type of support right now. If you can, stop what you're doing. Yes, you right now. Stop what you're doing. Stop what you're doing right now. Go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. Become a subscriber to this page, the Live Your Purpose podcast YouTube channel. Become a subscriber. Like, share, tell somebody about it. But stop what you're doing right now. Go to your YouTube page and become a subscriber. Click it. Click subscribe on the YouTube page and become a subscriber of this page. It allows us to grow and it allows us to, to touch different reach with different people. So please, if you could, if you call yourself a supporter, if you want to continue to see us grow and continue to see us build, stop what you're doing right now. Go to YouTube. Click that subscribe button. Like, thumbs up, all of that. Please, right now, Live Your Purpose Podcast. Peace. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Live Your Purpose Podcast. I'm your host, John Morgan Jr., um, before we get into who our wonderful guest is for the day, man, I got to continue to say thank you to the community of LYP. Um, much love and much appreciation to, to everybody who's supporting you, whether that's just through supporting the merch, whether that's, you know, through listening to our episodes, whether that's just, you know, telling me, you know, tapping in with me and just telling me that you appreciate what we're doing and what we're building over here at LYP. I genuinely appreciate that and I never take that for granted. Um, if this is your first time tuning in to LYP, man, the intention here is that we want to be able to highlight as many creatives and entrepreneurs on this space as possible. Um, and we really try to do that, you know, by um, having black voices on, on the show, man. You know, we really want to try to be intentional about what we're doing with our platform. Um, and we've been really building this thing. You know, we coming up on our two-year anniversary uh, of the pod drop in February. And just to kind of see where it's grown, it's just been a beautiful thing, man. So um, much love to everybody who've been, you know, staying consistent with us and watch, watching us grow. We're gonna continue to you know, you know to to run with it and make make the best of our of our platform. Um, so without further ado, I want to get into who our who our guest is on the show. It's funny, man, because the last me like month or so, I've been having other podcasters on the show. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And and I've been I've been tapping in with a lot of other people who really do this this pod life, man, on a on a consistent <laughs> basis, man. And this young brother we got on the show, man, is he he's a He's a wise dude, man. When I when I listen to him speak, when I when I watch his content and digest his content, when I listen to his uh listen to his podcast episodes, man, I, I love what this dude is putting out there, man. He he's really doing the work. You can tell he's really genuine about what he's doing. Um, and man, you know, he you can tell he's doing it from a place of service. So, you know, without further ado, man, we got Ahmad the Poet in the building, man. He's the entrepreneur, uh, one half of the Breaking the Machine podcast. Um, and he also runs the ancestral plane IG page, man. I was when I was mm -hmm. digging some on when I was doing my digging on him, man, I, I heard a little bit of backstory of how, how that came to be. Um so you know, <laughs> man, thank you, bro. How, how you feeling? 
Man, peace, love, and light, man. I'm feeling great, man. It's an honor to be on the show. And I think it's a, it's a privilege to be able to build with brothers who have that same like mindset, man. When I'm watching what your platform is all about and the elevation, it's like, man, people don't understand that this lane is, is not the, it's not the traditional lane. You know what I'm saying? We not on here yeah, back yeah, yeah. and doing all type of other stuff, you know, peace and love and light to everybody right. else who do their own thing. But we about spreading positivity. So, you know, for mm-hmm. us to be able to link up and do this is just, it's only right. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And it's and it's and it's interesting you say that because the way that I even like came came across you, I I had been following you know the ancestral page uh, platform for some time, but how I came to know you is uh through David McCullough. Uh, that that's mm-hmm. my guy, man. Shout, shout out Dave, and and w- what you just said right there when I was on his show, man. Shout out to Dave in the Inner Wealth Podcast. He's because I was you know I was just talking about my experience being in the lane of podcast and creating content, and you know doing it from a place of like service and really trying to be positive about it. And I was just talking about, man, you know, sometimes I got to check myself about like, you know, when I look at my analytics and my numbers and not really try to get caught up in my head and my own ego of like, man, listen, man, one time I may have 50 views or 25 views or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, damn, like I know my content is on point, um, but why, why my shit not adding up like the, you know, the rest of the entertaining stuff and I get it. And Dave was like, mm-hmm. he, he was like, well, isn't that interesting? Listen to how the you know the algorithm and the analytic tricks our mind. If we if it was twenty five people in this studio right now, it'll be full. But you know we we tend to devalue you know the uh, the support that we get from individuals. That's one person you know tuning in. So um yeah man you you're one hundred percent right bro. When you talk about the uh really spreading positivity, it doesn't always come with the analytics that show the type of work that we're doing. But regardless, bro. Is very much important, and you know, some can argue, man, may even be a little bit more important. You know what I'm saying? So I, I completely understand. Yeah, they ride for us, man. When when you pushing that positivity, it's something different than just you know spread negativity. They wake up and they listen to your podcast. They they on their way to work. It's it's something different. It's a different relationship they have with you, man. It's deeper. So that one person that listened to your podcast, I heard Rory and Ma talk about this on their podcast. Just like mm-hmm. a podcast listener in general. You know what I'm saying? It's a very, they're a very cerebral person. They're a very deep thinking person. So like anybody who listens to a podcast in general is just very, very, you know, they, they feel, they're very empathetic. They're very cerebral. They feel a lot of different things. And for them to connect with you just means they connect with you in a special way, man. So they connect with positivity in a special way, man. Anybody can connect with drama and all that other stuff. But you, that 25 people, bro, they connect with it on a deeper level because you're connecting with them on a spiritual level, on a positive level, on an energy level. So that's how I be trying not to take it for granted either, man. Cause it's just like, man, we really do something for each other. These communities that we build, we giving and taking, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's beautiful, man. Yeah, that's hundred percent a fact, man. And I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an intimate relationship, you know what I'm saying? Uh, between mm-hmm. the, 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 the host and the consumer, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I listen to what you putting out there, man. We being, we being transparent and vulnerable, you know what I'm saying? When we having mm-hmm. these conversations. So people are really getting a chance to really get a, a deep dive into the individual. People don't take that lightly at all, man. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Absolutely yeah. not, bro. And 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 I think it, it's it can be difficult sometimes to get that vulnerable. You know what I'm saying on the platform, and especially when, like I always tell Spank, you know, especially when people can touch you. You know what I'm saying? When, mm-hmm. when people are in reach of you, and you're really still in the gutter, you're really still in the mud of it, man. And you're trying to because. Everybody thinks this whole positivity movement is just like an instant, uh, uh, you know, enlightenment. And then all of a sudden negative things don't happen. And that dude who you got beef with around the corner, he ain't got beef with you no more. And 
you know, that girl that she got all this other stuff, it just, this, no, it don't disappear. It's the same. When you find the enlightenment, it's the same the next day. Like, man, it's the same situation, man. So it's just like, you just got to understand, like, just being vulnerable and doing this stuff. It come with a certain level of being able just to let go of, you know, those societal opinions, man, and just do what makes you happy, man. Just do yeah. what makes you happy, bro. Yeah, that's 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 a hundred percent a fact, man. So listen, man, let's 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 dive into your backstory a little bit, man. Let's start mm-hmm. let's start at the origin. You know what I'm saying? When you reflect on man, them early days, man, of growing up, man, in, in your city, your family dynamics, like what's some of those earliest memories, man, that you can kind of connect to as being a youngster, man? I mean, uh growing up for me was it it was really just um discipline, a whole lot of discipline, you know. So my thing was just you know, honing my discipline, you know, staying respectful and doing what I had to do. Cause I grew up in the nation, obviously I grew up in the nation of Islam. Um, and so it's kind of like that military. If you think about the military upbringing, that's kind of how it was for me, you know? So it's, I think my biggest thing was just staying disciplined and, and just following the rules. You know what I'm saying? Whether even that's one, eating one meal a day, whether that's, um, um, whether that's just staying out of trouble, um and, and just really just being disciplined man that was the biggest thing for me being disciplined right and um my father passed away when I was 10 and that's when mm. I would say the idea popped in my head what I want to do you know what I'm saying mm. because you know I love discipline I love all these different things but you know what I'm saying you gotta you gotta you mold that child to be disciplined if that child ain't got that discipline that guider it's just like, what do I want to do? I want to do this. I'm so, you know, I play sports and you know what I'm saying? I, I talk my shit, you know what I'm saying? I'm in class, class clown, talking that talk and, and doing all type of stuff, man. And um, I was a hothead for a long time. I think, you know, around fifth, sixth, seventh grade, I was just a hothead, always getting in trouble, man, and just doing a whole bunch of stuff. And then I'll say around eighth grade, um, around eighth grade, uh, you know, I don't know, man. See, well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell the story, right? And I ain't never told the story, right? But you know, just because you know it's personal, man. But I had a, I had a, uh, a dream in eighth grade, man. Um, that my, I, I, I dreamed about my father, and uh, I was like in a cafe with my father, and uh, I sat down with him, and it was just like a group of wise men reading a book in a library, and I was talking to him, and he just, he didn't, re- we didn't really talk much. He just told me, if you don't get your act right, you're gonna die this summer. And that's what he told me. And I was just like, it was crazy, man. I ain't told many people this story. I think I only told one person. So just crazy, you know what I'm saying? But um, it really hit me, man, because I don't know, some certain things that hit me at a higher frequency. And um, I don't know this dream, but just hit me at a higher frequency. You know, uh, at that time, I hadn't dreamed about my father rarely at all. So just to, you know what I'm saying, to visualize him in a dream and in order for and him to give me such a strong message, it changed my trajectory. I stopped getting in trouble in school and I, I kind of switched that aggression. Cause you know what I'm saying? You got multiple sides to this whole conscious thing. You know what I'm saying? You got, and I talked about this on a previous episode of my podcast. You have the conscious brother who's really conscious and very aggressive. And you have the, another conscious brother who's very conscious and he's just like a yogi. He's just like peace <laughs> and love. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like I found my balance in the middle. You know what I'm saying? I'm still on that. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, I, you know, I just calmed down a little bit. You know, I pick and choose mm-hmm. my battles instead of going hard at everything. And, you know, when I was going hard at school. So I think that saved my life, you know, um, and just really just embracing, just being, just being a, a businessman, just being um, um, 
a well-rounded young man and just like just not my, my biggest thing was just being right man and it's just like bro you can be right and still be in the wrong place and still get and shot and killed you could be right mm-hmm. and still you know what i'm saying not get the things that you're fighting for you could be in the court case and you can have all the facts and still not get to settlement because it's up to those 12 jurors it's all mm-hmm. about these different things it's like Man, you gotta you gotta know how to play the game, man. And that's what breaking the machine is about. It's about in order to break the machine, you gotta get in it. Because mm-hmm. everybody who knows the matrix, the matrix has to be broke from the inside. You can't penetrate from the outside. You gotta get in, and that doesn't yeah. mean be a you know what I'm saying, be a sellout or artisan. I bought into the system. No, it means I gotta get in and I gotta make my moves and I gotta find those who in the machine who just like me. And I, I man, I've been looking for you, man. That's what it's always been about. When I, mm-hmm. when I talk about breaking the machine, when I started to break the machine is when I learned that there was other people inside of the machine that was just like me. It's like, bro, everybody in the machine ain't a part of it. You know what I'm saying? You got people, OGs in the machine that's like, hey, man, I was looking for a youngster like you. I know I've been promoting this artist and I've been doing this stuff and I've been promoting these different things, but that's just because I had to get my money up, baby. I'm a product of my environment, but I've been looking for somebody like you who I can put my back in behind and I can take you to the next line. I can do this. I can do that. And I didn't encounter so many people just like that, bro. Just like, bro, I've, I've been waiting for somebody like you who've been pushing that movement. I've been waiting to get behind something like that. So I, it's just like, bro, I just had to get in there, bro. I had to get in the machine, man. And in order to do that, you got to embrace that combative energy, bro. Because if you combat and everything, it's about you being right. If you look at the community, man, in the community, uh, young black men and women, it's always about being right. You know what I'm saying? I worked in the inner city schools for several years, man. It's all about being right. And I used to tell the young man, it's not about being right. I said, especially with your mama, especially with your authority. I said, your mama like Jesus Christ. You can't, you can't, you can't tell your mama what it is. Your mama like Jesus. She like, boy, I raised you. You ain't never gonna right. be right. But my right. mama did this, my mama did it. Boy, listen, and you ain't never gonna be right with her. Just let it go. It's about yeah, bringing yeah, yeah. And that's what I always say. Do you want to be right or do you want to bring peace? You know what I'm saying? Because if you want to be right, you got to go through hell to do that. If you want to bring peace, it's about understanding what's right, but also understanding what brings peace. And let's just bring peace, baby. So that was kind of my realization. I just wanted to bring peace. I didn't want to be right no more. I wanted to bring peace. Mm, mm, mm. And that's powerful, man. Well, listen, first and foremost, man, uh, my, my condolences, man, to to, your, yeah. to to you, you know, for the transition of, of your father. Um, when you when you reflect, man, you know, go, go, going through that, you know, because being 10 years old and, you know, losing your father, man, that, that, that's traumatic. And mm-hmm. you, you talked about, you know, really having a lot of, you know, emotions and things like that, but bottled up and suppressing your emotions, man, you, you were grieving, you know, d- d- mm-hmm. during that time. And when you reflect to today, you know, looking at, looking at your life, looking at, you know, your father transitioning when he did, and then looking at, you know, him coming to you, appearing to you in a dream and telling you, listen, bro, if you don't do this, you know, you're going to lose your life. When you look back on it and you reflect on it, man, how do you, how do you make sense of that today? Man, some things I, I feel like aren't meant to be understood. Some things are just meant to be felt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that, and that's, I, was telling, I was telling my little homie that I was telling him the other day, man, we was all sitting, sitting down and, you know, having lunch. Uh, you know, some of the young men that I mentor and I was just telling them like, man, they trying to ask me, what's this, what's it? And I was just telling like, bro, I can't explain everything that I'm telling you, all the game that I give you, I can't always explain it, man. Sometimes it's just a feeling, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes the, the elder will come up to you and say, hey man, you gotta leave her alone. I see you talking to Bashir, right? I'm like, what is it about? Man, I love, you know, 
listen, it's an energy. He like, man, he can't even explain it. And even if he could, it's just like, bro, you wouldn't be as susceptible even if I had broken all yeah. down. Yeah. I'm telling you, that ain't right. So I think what it was for me is I'm a very spiritual person and I'm also a person of, you know, I'm a person of energy and I'm also a person of everything don't need to be explained, bro. So when that 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 vision, how I saw it, or a dream was revealed to me, I just had to move because I knew what I was mm-hmm. doing wasn't right. And I also mm-hmm. am, a, am a person of everything that's revealed to me, God allowed it to be in my presence. So what does mm-hmm. that say? You know what I'm saying? If that wasn't my father, my God had to send a message through the the image of my father so I would get right. it deeper. So you that had to get it. Very right. well not, you know what I'm saying? I don't believe that was my father, but it's like God's trying to give me a message and he like, I needed to hit deep. I'm going to send mm-hmm. it in the presence of your father so it'll hit deep. It's me telling mm-hmm. you, stop the mess. But I'm going to mm-hmm. send it to your father because I know you love your father. You're going to listen to your father. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it it's kind of that saying, um, how could you, how could you really love God who you see who you've never seen, but you hate your brother who you see every day. It's right. of that ilk. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, I know you love, I know you love God, I know you, but I'm going to send you somebody who I know it'll penetrate as soon as, because, man, it, 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 it's just it's just one of those things, man. You Sometimes you got to send a message to somebody that you really love. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, I think that's what it was, big, you know, what it was for me. It was just like, he was trying to send me a message and message was received, bro. Yeah, no, I I I completely under, understand that. It's like the it's like the old heads when they tell you, man. You know, when you ask them something, they tell you just keep on living. You mm-hmm. know, you know, some some things you have to experience, you know, and be a part of yourself, so you can really feel the the you know the entire purpose of what's going on. You know, what I'm saying because, like you said, if I really try to explain it to you, it's not gonna make sense and it's not gonna hit the same. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying which. Which would really be taken away from both of us, right? Mm. You, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, like, like for me, for me, uh, my my mother passed away in in 2020, and mm-hmm. the heat in the, in in the height of the pandemic. And I remember, I, I remember, you know, as that was happening, as as that was unfolding, I was able to, I was able to have have a certain level of acceptance around my mother's transition, um, that freed me, and for a long time, you know, after she had passed, I struggled with verbalizing that because mm. of, how, of how that would be received. You know, you know, I could easily understand how somebody would hear me say that and receive like, well, you tell me saying you happy your mom passed? And it's like, of course mm. that's that's not the case. But what I am understand, what I am aware of is that her transition had to have happened for me to, you know, um, to like, start my own liberation and my own freedom. It wouldn't have happened with, with, without that part. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just something, that's just something that I can't even always explain to people, you know, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So some, sometimes I have to hold that closely and give people a little bit. And if they get it, they get it. If they don't, you know, maybe you catch me down the road. And if not, you know, you know, hey. Man, that's so deep, man. And, on, and only, <laughs> Only those who understand will truly understand, bro. You, you. I don't even want to say you got to go through it to understand, mm-hmm. but it's just like if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. And it doesn't mean like because I don't like when people be like, "Man, I'm, I'm only gonna help those who want help." Because I want to, you know, I'd be wanting to paint pictures for people. 
for some pictures, man, you have to see it at that gala. And when that gala's done, once you know what I'm saying, it, it, it's from nine to five. And then after five, man, it's done. You know what I'm saying? That was a one-time yeah. thing, man. You get some some things you have to be there to experience. And I think, bro, people always ask, well, you know, when I do interviews, they ask me, you know, how different do they think, you know, what do I think my life would be if my father was still present? And I say something, and, and I received something similar to exactly what you said. It's just like, man, I, I was a completely different person after my dad passed. My personality came out more. And I know he had dreams and aspirations for our family. He had dreams and aspirations for me. And I don't know if I would follow those dreams if he was present. Because mm -hmm. anybody who, you know, grew up with the father know your father's present. I don't want to say emasculates you, but it takes away a level of energy from you because it, it's, no, it's, it's not needed. You know what I'm saying? There's certain levels that a human being is going to go to on a survival level, on an emotional level, all type of levels um, when certain things are in a life. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be as aggressive. You're not, for the most part, you're not going to be as aggressive if your father's in your life as this other young man who ain't got a father in his life because he has to make up that extra aggression for that loss of protection. So he has to, so it's a lot of different things that I've gained when my father passed away because I was able to connect with a part of myself that I didn't know was there. You know what I'm saying? Now, like I said, like you said, it can't be explained in the best way that people are like, no, no, no. I just see what they, I just, I'm seeing the answer. You know what I'm saying? When something tragic like that happens in your life, everybody wants answers. You know what I'm saying? Like, why did it? There's no, there's not really any good answers for mortals. You know what I'm saying? Because this, these are godly acts. Only God has control of life and death. So to, to try to put a, a, a godly understanding on a mortal mind, it's not going to make sense. But mm -hmm. we just picked mm -hmm. up the small understandings. Like, hey, man, it just, it changed me for the better. Now I'm this way. You know what I'm saying? Now that is not a good enough answer for no mortal, nor is it for me. But it's good enough for the, the the most high, so I can accept that. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of what it is, man. That's kind of what it is. We just got to see what what the product of it was, and then that's the answer, man. That's the answer. Well, so, man, when I as I as I hear you speak, I'm I'm specifically just thinking about the last two years of being in of being in this global pandemic. You know, being in this forced stillness. You know, being in this quarantine. Being in, in this, you know, this historical place in history, again, man, I just told you, you know, my mother passed away at the beginning of the pandemic. I know for me, I had my first son in, in 2020. There was so much going on for me, man, where I where I just learned so much about myself. Um, and as I hear you speaking, like, you know, there's some things you just have to experience to be able to really be able to get the answers. And even if you don't have the answers, it's not necessarily even about finding the answer per se. So like, for yourself, man, these last two years of this of this pandemic, what's some things that you really learned about yourself? Man, um, uh, you know what's interesting? I didn't really learn much the first year. Uh, I say, you know, the, the 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 pandemic year where it was really all that craziness, the riots, the, the, the coronavirus, you know, the the, the social and you know unrest, the civil unrest, all that. Um, I didn't learn much new. You know what I'm saying? I, I learned that I need people. You know, I was around that time. I was one of those believers in anti-socialness. You know, I was just very anti-social, not because it's just like I don't I don't like people. I don't. It just I learned. Um, I learned. I think it was the summer of 2020 or this past summer. Yeah, it was this past summer. 
Um, so I learned a lot of lessons in 2021. And okay. the lesson that I learned was that I suffered deeply with anxiety. And when mm. I learned that, it was like one of the biggest discoveries of my life. And mm. it was just crazy because for the past, I say, six years, I've dealt heavily with anxiety. And I didn't know it was just like a complete energy switch in my body. And the things that I would love to do, because I wasn't always antisocial. I loved to communicate. I, loved, I was always outgoing. I really didn't have a meter of people's opinions stopping me from doing what I had to do, whether that's breaking out in song in public or whatever. Like I was to that extreme. Like I just did what I wanted to do. I didn't really care how, you know, other people perceived it as long as I wasn't hurting nobody. Mm -hmm. um, but I lost that. I lost my superpower. You know, my ability to be able to be um, um, outwardly expressive. I lost that superpower and I didn't know what that was about. Um, and it was just anxiety. And um, I think it was just anxiety of loss of privacy. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you saw outgoing and you saw out you know, doing this and um, yeah, I, I see celebrities experience it all the time when people know you and, and then when you deal with a tragedy, you want to be private. But then when you're just expressing yourself, you want to be public. So I dealt with that because I was so public. I was so communicative, uh, communicative. And um, when I dealt with a tragedy in my life, um, I wanted to be private. Everybody was in my business. It was all over the move, you know, just different things. That um that was just it was like a, a breach of privacy in my personal life, um um and um it it really put me into a stage of uh, of anxiety. You know what I'm saying? And um I learned that in 2021. I just was just sitting down talking with my boy, one of my close friends, and uh, we was just talking and talking. The more we talked and talked, it's crazy. It was really like a therapy session, and it was just like we getting into this and that. And every day and every day we get deeper, and it was just like no, it's not this, it's not this, it's not that. And then eventually. I forgot who I was listening to. I was listening to some video on YouTube and they were talking about anxiety. And I was just like, dang, they might be me. So then I brought it to my homeboy, like, you know about anxiety? And he told me about anxiety. I'm like, bro, I got anxiety, bro. I got anxiety. Like, and um, I didn't know how to fight it at that time. Like, I was just happy to identify. I didn't know how to fight it. And then uh, I had to go to this event. Like, I was real anxious about going to it. And um, I was just like, man, there's going to be some people there, man, people with their perceptions. I don't, I don't even want to be there. But um, I made a commitment to go to this event. So I went because I'm a man of my word. Like I said, I was brought up on principle. So if I get my word, I'm going to do something. I'm going to try to do it to the mm -hmm. best of my ability. So I ended up going to the event and just going to the event and facing a high level of anxiety, which I haven't done in six years. I haven't faced a high anxiety moment in six years. So, and, and just me being out around a complete group of people that I didn't know was the highest level. It was like an anxiety nightmare for me. Mm. And for me to go there and face it, and it was one of the coolest evenings I had in my life. I was just like, damn, this is what life is. Because I didn't experience this with so many different things in life. Like, it's scarier in your head than it is in reality. So then I was thinking like, dang, I'm thinking too much. And I don't know, something instantly clicked when I went after that event anxiety gone i ain't felt it mm. since, i ain't felt it since the summer of 2021 so that that's been like what six months six seven months i haven't felt any anxiety bro any. so okay so hold on time out time out time out so i, I was gonna ask you you know how, how did you how did you learn how to work work through and you know how did you learn how to cope me you telling me that after you you know you essentially faced this fear you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. you you went went through this situation going to this event you telling me the emotion of anxiety just went away and you haven't experienced it anymore. Talk to me a little bit about like what that, 
what that process was. Did you do anything like to be intentional about prior? Like, okay, I'm going to, you know, maybe do some breath work when I get in here. I'm gonna like, you know what I'm saying? What was your, what was your process when you, you know, as you going through this situation? My process was don't throw up. Um, <laughs> my, my anxiety, my personal anxiety, um, it used to get to a certain level when I would go out or I do things like go on dates or something like that. I would always throw up before, you know, and I, I say this on my podcast and it's obviously something that's very embarrassing and stuff, but I know everybody go, a lot of people go through stuff like that and they can't heal unless we reveal. So I got to reveal mm-hmm. so everybody can heal. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I, w- I would experience that. I would always throw up. That was my thing. And it would make me feel better. So I could kind of deal with a situation, but I didn't throw up before the situation. I just went into it and I was just like, man, I'm, I'm going to just get through it and mm-hmm. uh, do what I got to do and just try not to speak too much and just, you know, maintain my energy to the highest level and um it's all a science man because i'm reading this book um sensitive people in the instance of the world and it breaks all of this down you know what i'm saying so it's just like dang this is some real stuff um and so it's like it literally details everything that i was experiencing and it's just like i'm like dang so this is a pattern everybody go a lot of people go through this i'm like dang it's deep so before the event i was just very anxious but um, when I got there, just like calm down, calm down. And then it was just like, I also had to understand that my perception of myself is not people's perception of me. And then once you understand that, you, you yeah. then you understand that you have to let go of everything. Because yeah. people, when I walk in a room, people don't see me for who I am. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, like people like, man, you know, he's a motivation speaker. He do this, he do that. If I walk in any drugstore in, in, in America or, or in the hoods of America, I'm just a tall nigga with a hoodie on and a beanie. And it's just like, all right, all right what up, nigga? You know what I'm saying? They don't know what I do. They don't know my personality. I probably ain't going to have a smile on my face, not just because I'm, I'm very, you know, but it's just like, you know, I got to adjust the environment. Let's be real. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like, man, yeah, he want to, you know what I'm saying? He, and it's just like, I be thinking everybody know who I am in sense of like, how vulnerable I am, how I feel, you know what I'm saying? All these different things, how insecure I am, but nobody knows nothing. So when I walk in, people really give me the respect as if like, they don't know nothing, like nothing about what's going on inside. And it's just like, dang, I had to really learn, like people don't know what's going on inside. Even if I'm insecure, don't show, bro. Just like, it's the same with performing, same with me doing poetry, bro. If I lose my mind in the midst of doing some poetry, maintain your cool. Because the crowd does not know you just messed up. The crowd does not know you scared. You look smooth to them, but in your mind, you like, damn, they know I messed up. You just got to maintain your cool. So my thing was, um, it didn't take much then that event for me to do my switch up. And obviously, that's not going to be everybody's experience. But like I always said, before then, I was already outgoing. So this outgoing energy that was already in me. So it was just something blocking me from connecting to it. It's not like you face your biggest fear and then you become outgoing. I was already outgoing. My energy was blocked. It's like the chakras. My chakra was blocked. I unblocked my chakras so I could connect with my outgoing energy again. So um, that's kind of why it clicked so fast for me because I was already that. I just had been in hiding for so long. And for me to face a head-on event like that and just for it to see like it wasn't as extreme as I thought, it kind of reconnected me. You know what I'm saying? And all the chakras was firing. You know what I'm saying? Man, I remember the uh, one of the first times that I realized that like I suffered with anxiety. For me, my physical response was heart beating fast. Mm. I mean, I'm, ta- I'm talking about on fire. Hands, yes. hands, hands sweaty. My, my arms get sweaty. And I'm like, 
like what the hell is what the hell is going on right, right now mm. like you know and, and i'm i'm realizing my physical responses to it you know um when i that's that's when i was able to learn that you know that i'm having some type of physical response like i was i was anxious i was nervous i was afraid of something but when i reflected back over my life i always remember having experiences like you know being afraid in the situation and sometimes it didn't even necessarily care cause for any type of like real danger mm -hmm. but i i felt that response going on and i'm talking about later on in my life as an adult i'm like i'm like oh shit i'm i'm anxious right right now and i finally realized the physical response that's going on and i think it's so important that you said that man listen it may have been an embarrassing situation but i got to be able to share it you know because man there is somebody that's going to listen to this and be like oh dang like I have some of these same physical responses of mine talking about like, you know, oh damn, John, that, that's anxiety when your heart beating fast for no reason, you don't know, you don't know what's going on. Man, these these are the things, man, that like I'm I'm sure, I'm sure you know, man, and those closest conversations, those closest relationships that we have, man. Brothers all, all all around the country, man, going through this stuff. Brothers all around the world going through these things, man. And it's, you know, to have these type of conversations is so powerful. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely, man. And I think I think one of the biggest things is kind of just like you said, man, I ain't never been scared in a real scary situation. It's always situation that ain't scary. It's also mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's situation that ain't that deep that caused yeah. the most anxiety, bro. And I think that's the key to really overcoming them. Like, you know, what I'm saying a performance. So you got to do this. You got this a piano recital or, you know, this thing that you got to do. And it's like, man, 15 minutes after this, man, I'm about to go back to my life as normal and I'm about to relax and I'm about to sip my coffee and I'm about to do this. It's just those 15 minutes of that performance is so big to you. You can't even imagine life after. The key for me is always imagining life after this, this event, a life after this thing that's giving you so much anxiety. And then once mm -hmm. you think about, like, I'm still be alive, I'm still be doing this, okay, let me do this. You know what I'm saying? And my biggest thing and that really freed me up as well is, it's just like, man, I got people who love me regardless of what goes down. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Regardless if, if I embarrass myself, this go down. Because that was my biggest thing, especially with building a platform, getting bigger and bigger. It's just like, man, I don't want to do nothing that disappoint my family, embarrass my family. Um, and, and I don't want to just, you know what I'm saying, say something crazy on the podcast or something like that. <laughs> and I, I could truly never say nothing crazy, but it's just my own thoughts. Like, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, to some of the, some, bro, like 85% of what normal podcasts talk about, who just talk about society and culture, I would have heart attacks, you know what I'm saying, going into the, right. you know, right. being, being so loose at the mouth, like, like right. you know, some, some people. But, like, those is my, you know, so some of my, nightmares is other people's reality they just you know what i'm saying like yeah i said it what like, I'd be right. like dang i'd be lit and i respect some of those people like dang man he just he, he just say what he want like you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know what i'm saying you got to commend it a little bit but um i just think the biggest thing is understanding like bro normally the, the anxiety is not triggered by real life situations like that's really scary bro it just be stuff in your head What's up, everybody? It's your boy, John Morgan. Listen, man, right now, as y'all can see, man, I got on the new Leah Purpose podcast merch, man. It's going crazy right now, the t-shirts. I got the dad hats. People always hit me up. John, man, where can I get it? How can I grab your stuff? You got a website, you got a site, you got a site, you got a site, how can I grab it? I'm here to tell you, yes, we do have a site, all right? That site is www.lypp.org, O-R-G. Again, it's www lypp.org go to that website right now man you can find our 
are uh you can find a link to the youtube channel you can find a link to the audio platform but you also can find where you can shop and grab your merch right now again man check check us out we got the tees going crazy right now the dad hats expect to see some new products on that site go right now www.lypp.org again man a lot of y'all been hitting me up asking me about this link and this site it's available so do yourself a favor go through support shout with your boy spend some money with your boy i know some of y'all still got that ppe money come spend some with your boy man peace man you said you was talking about earlier about you know you you struggle with wanting to you know wanting to be right and mm -hmm. I, I i can i can really you know i i can i can feel that you know i not i not only struggle with wanting to be right i struggle with wanting to have a sense of control you know mm -hmm. i came I, I grew up in a, in a domestic violence household um mm. and and through seeing that there was a lot of like moving from one place to the next you know constantly picking and getting my shit and, and having to go somewhere else and come coming right back so there was a lot of like things that were out of my control that you know caused me to have trauma responses so as i as i grew um and just through doing my own healing and doing my own work you know doing therapy and just like really practicing stillness um i i was able to you know really learn about you know my 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 wants for having control over situations and it was really out of trying to protect myself and really trying to survive um mm. and, and i've i've now learned and it's still a struggle to this day so it's not one of those things where i completely have um have worked through it, it i find myself in different seasons and different levels of it um mm. and I, I i i find myself sometimes with letting go of control and just accepting no matter no matter what no matter what happens whether that's somebody say something i don't like maybe i find myself in a situation i don't like maybe i planned for something to go a certain way and it completely went out of my way i now have trained myself to like have different responses like you know what it didn't go my way it was supposed to happen that way accept it breathe connect to my body feel it allow it to be what it is going to be and through that, it allows me to like, you know, work, work, work through what, you know, what, what's, what's taking place. No, absolutely, bro. And, and and it's just like developing those techniques, bro. Everybody need to have those techniques and everybody need a good friend that they can bounce off ideas to, bro. Everybody need that one person in their corner. And I feel like for a lot of people, we're that person, bro. So that's kind of what I always think, man. I always understand that, like with this podcast, I try to make real impact bro i don't really just you know we don't do it for the money man because it's it's so many faster ways to get into a lot of views in a viral moment but it's really just about being that person in people's life that they can go to you know what i'm saying man who was your who was your earliest influence of somebody just you know tapping into their creative side you know somebody who was really you know um doing things from an entrepreneurship um standpoint was it the things that you've seen growing up in the nation like who, who where, where were you where were you influenced at early on on that side well um entrepreneurship um and creativity um i would say creativity probably came from my mom you know um she pretty much taught us everything because i was homeschooled for a long time mm. um up until i was probably in um what third grade so um you know she taught us how to bake taught us how to cook taught us how to play the flute. Um, uh, we did gymnastics. Um, uh, we did, we, man, we did everything. I, she taught me how to draw. 
Um, so it's just like, you know, she she kind of helped me with my creative side. I love classical music because of her. You know, I didn't grow up listening to rap music. I say that a lot on the podcast. I'm kind of behind on, you know, hip hop history. I'm not a hip hop aficionado. I love hip hop like everybody else, but um, I'm more deeper into the classical genre. So that's because of her. You know, I just started playing the piano like uh, pick. Well, I've been playing the piano a long, all my life, but I never really knew how to do it. I just played with sound good. But now I'm actually taking lessons. I just started doing that like you know five, six months ago. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's because of her, you know, because of those different things that, you know, I was growing up and it was just a seed that was planted in my brain. So, you know, she kind of, you know, nurtured the, the artistic side in, uh, in my brain. Plus she writes poetry and, you know, I do poetry now. So, and my dad kind of was the entrepreneurial side, you know, he had his own, um, construction company so you know he, he was like my first example of an actual entrepreneur and now that I think about it it's crazy I never really thought about this until I just thought about it now his construction company was called the matrix mm. <laughs> which is crazy, oh, <laughs> which is crazy. Made the matrix construction which is crazy as hell I'm had to sit back after this interview and analyze it I never really <laughs> thought about that until just now mm. I know mm. it's his favorite movie but that's different I never thought about mm. it but it was called the matrix construction and um you know it, it kind of got me that entrepreneurial mindset because you know he was working for himself but um one of my mentors um a brother by the name of Cameron um he recently passed away like uh about four, four weeks ago four weeks ago of COVID I talked about him on the podcast uh, he was probably one of my biggest inspirations um in an after school program that I had at, at my um school um this lady um named Miss Rosie um, we had like an entrepreneurial class and she was just like, um, yeah, find something that you can do and make a whole bunch of money and, you know, um, something that everybody needs. So then I went to um, my, 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 the, my brother Cameron and I was just asking him like, uh, can we do an entrepreneurial segment? Because um, I was in uh, something called Junior FY at the same time, you know, at, at the time, you know, everybody know about the FY, but then it's a Junior FY class for the younger brothers. And uh, I was younger at the time. And uh, he was just like, okay. He was giving us a list of stuff that we could do. And um, I was just like, he was like, what is something that everybody needs? Everybody needs it. And, you know, it, you know he was like, it, it's really got to be real cost efficient. You can make it easy. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm like, toilet paper. He's like, brother, you know how to make toilet paper? I'm like, nah. He like, find me something else. Find me something else. And I kept doing stuff. He said, like, nah, just finding them. And then one of the brothers said, escalators. Everybody need, you know, does, you know, <laughs> be on the escalator. He's like, brother, do, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, lotion. Everybody used lotion. And he was like, find out how to make lotion. So I actually know how to make lotion from scratch. <laughs> I know I can make mm, like six mm. different variants of lotion. That's something people don't know about me. Like, that was my first entrepreneurial endeavor. I had a company called um, The Therapy Guys. I still got the commercial for it. Okay. And um, I use Animoto to make the uh, commercial. I don't even know if people use Animoto anymore. Um, it's kind of just like an animated uh, slideshow. But, um, uh, I had a, a lotion company and I would just go door to door with a duffel bag, whole bunch of lotion stuff in the duffel bag. It had, you know, I labeled it, packaged it, all this stuff. I would just go door to door because, you know, the brothers would go door to door. That's what we do. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, yeah. so I took that mindset and took it to, you know, the entrepreneurial route and um, I was getting it off. I was making a lot of money, but I needed somebody to guide me at that time. You know what I'm saying? My father had already passed away. My mom was working a job, you know, taking care of the family. I need somebody to guide my money. I was getting so much money, but I was spending so much money. So I wasn't really re-upping. I wasn't doing the things that I need to do. I only sustained it for about a year, I'll say. 
And then I kind of, kind of fell loose because I wasn't really good at keeping my money and really just like reinvesting. Like they say you should reinvest 30% back into the business. And I wasn't really um, consistent on that. Um, it was kind of like I would make a whole bunch of money, keep a little bit. And then I come up short, ask my mom for a little bit of money. I need more bottles, mom. You know, just nothing like mm-hmm. that. It was just mm-hmm. like, I'm really just getting it off myself and then relying on other people to keep the machine going. So, um, but that was kind of my introduction into um, entrepreneurship and just expanding my mind. And then um, I just love information, bro. I love when people would come to me and just tell me different things that I felt like nobody knew. Like, I love, I, you know, people love when you tell them a secret, when they feel like it's a secret. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, when you're giving somebody information, but when you tell them a secret, it's just like, oh, crap, everybody don't know this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Even with stocks, you know what I'm saying? That's why, you know, these boys, they love Reddit. Because in them Reddit groups, they be throwing so many gems on stocks. Like, oh, people don't know this about to hit. You know, everybody love a secret. So um, I would just, I would just, you know, scour the internet for gems, secrets. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, the OGs, you know, stuff that you got to open the, the crates for. And that's kind of how the ancestor, ancestral plane was born on another way. Um, but it was also like um, I was at uh, one of the local high schools in uh, Flint, because uh, that's where I'm from. Mm. And um, some, it was a local present, uh, presenter. I don't know what his name was, but he came to school and he was talking about this uh, website called Shapeways, shapeways.com. And he was talking about how he made six figures off of 3D printed items and he was just talking about like man it's gonna be revolutionary this was like 10 years ago bro so mm-hmm. mind you people not really that hip on 3d printed different things and stuff like that and um, i'm seeing people do it heavy now i'm talking about he was talking about it then and he was like listen it's a whole uh marketplace like ebay except you upload a 3d model this company makes whatever you want so they make a 3d coffee mug they'll make a, a, um, a laptop case they make a phone case They'll make a USB port. They'll make a, um, um, a lamp. They'll make whatever you can 3D design and put the schematics in for. They can 3D design it and you can sell it. And all you do is make profit. It don't cost you nothing. Uh, unless you want to like hire a graphic designer to actually make sure what you create is exactly like you want it and envisioned it. Um, and that got, got me. So I was doing that all day, looking up videos. How do I uh, design these things on shakeways.com? How can I do this? How do I do that? So anytime I would get, you know, information and different things, I would just go so into it. So I think that was the biggest thing for me, you know. So when I fast forward, when I went off to college, I always was, when I left class, I would come home and I would get on YouTube and learn how to do things. How do I grow Instagram pages? How do I edit video? I learned how to edit video professionally because I was working for different sports companies on different social media pages. And I wanted to do um, little mixes, but I wanted my mixes to be like, the uh, um the score uh which is a social media a sports platform or the bleacher report i wanted mm-hmm. my stuff to be professional like these mixes i didn't want it to look like one of these other pages did the mix i wanted it to look like you know them nba boys did it you know what i'm saying because they got those mm-hmm. NBA trailers before the game come on that christmas game they got the trailer before i wanted to do stuff like that so i was on um youtube so i downloaded a, a adobe creative cloud learned how to use premiere pro um, learning how to use Photoshop, learning how to use all these different things because I wanted to increase my value. So by the time I got into my um, mm. uh, my my um, my junior year, anytime I would reach out to a company, I had something to show them. I had a portfolio. I'd be like, listen, I'm not just somebody who can manage pages. I can do this for you. I can do that for you. I know how to you know create these videos. You send it to me. I can um, um, put a, a, a take the, the head off of this person and put you on this character in this movie. I can do this. I can blur out the background, I can, you know, put this, I, 
man, I do all of it and it increased my value. And I had amassed all these skills and I was just doing it for other people. And eventually I was just like, Hey, I'm tired of this. It's, it's not fun anymore. I didn't, make, I didn't, you know, anybody who's moving and shaking, people going to make you promises, man. You moving and shaking in any industry, people going to make you promises. I'm, I'm like, you just show, bro. I didn't had a million shows offered to me, three book deal, this, that, man. And it, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, that's why I love people that they word, man. Cause you, you know, a lot of people say a lot of words. And um, I think the biggest thing for me was just to constantly just lock in and do what I had to do in order to like truly execute. So um, I created the ancestral plane and I put everything that I learned out on the outside into my own thing. And then, you know, it, we just, I hit the ground running and for the longest I wanted to be private. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to put my face on it. I didn't want people to know who created it. I didn't want to do none of that. And that was my piece. You know what I'm saying? That's why I go, never go live on the page and stuff like that. I rarely go live on it now. Cause it just give me anxiety. I don't know if it give me anxiety. It's just like, ah, I'm like you know, people in my business. But it hit to a certain point where I was just like, listen, I put one video out, and the first video out, it did good. And then I had like NBA people, you know, because I was in the sports world, so that meant a lot to me. You know what I'm saying? Like when KD following me and Carmelo Anthony and Kyrie Irving and everybody. Like when I started seeing that, I was like, man, it's big. So. I put my first video out on my personal page and all these people was commenting on it like, hey man, this is powerful, man, you dropping gems. And one of the biggest things, I forgot who was telling me this, somebody was telling me, I think it was either Wallow or um, one of my other OGs, he was telling me like, man, your platform is gonna truly be powerful when you can put anybody up on there, not celebrity, and it'll go. That's when you know mm. you got impact. And I was like, dang, right, because all I do is put celebrities. So let me test it, let me put me up there. And then it would do okay, and then it would do okay. And I think about the third video, it went stupid viral, man. It was on Ricky Smiley. It was a uh, uh, um, Common reposted it. Race of Fire 9 reposted it, which got me all of my Detroit love. You know what I'm saying? It really changed everything for me in terms of just, like, like stuff that I could feel. For him to post me, it gave me, like, the, the most effect because uh, that's people from my state. That's people from my city. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, like... So all these people was reposting it. Um, um, DJ Battlecat. I'm talking about um, Willie D Live. All these people was um, reposting it, bro. And um, that was my moment. And then obviously I had other moments, you know, other you know moment, you know, viral moments. But um, I was just like, dang, I finally reached that point. I could put anybody up on here because I put me, and I ain't, you know, I ain't nobody. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a person. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just like, and I ain't no celebrity or nothing. And I put myself up on here, and it go like that. He goes stupid viral like that. It's over here. I'm like, okay, I might have some here. Cause he's like, man, listen, you got something powerful, but you know you really got a missing. If you can put anybody up on there and anybody go. So me creating breaking the machine was really just a brainchild of the ancestral plan. Like, mm. okay. Every time and it was really, it was birthed to so many things. It was a perfect, it was a perfect storm. Cause I would always put these videos up on my pages. Man, and it's like 30, 40 pages, maybe 50, 60 pages out there on Instagram that impersonate my page to the T. Impersonate me to the T. I put up this post, then the next day, that same interview is on every major page. Uh, millennial, uh, cultural, matter of fact, I don't want to name y'all nobody. Listen, I love all of y'all. <laughs> so the next day, <laughs> the next day, all these platforms, it happens every time. If I put up an interview of Dame Dash right now, Tomorrow, you will see that same Dame Bass interview on every page he posts gems. You will see it on every page. 
And it's just like, you know what I'm saying? And then there's some pages who literally take my post off, put them up on their page, and put their tag over mine. And that frustration happened over years and years. Now I don't really care since, you know, the platform is so big. It's just like, I really don't care. Plus, my father was just going to tag me anyway. Like, when Kanye reposted my, um, that post that I put, uh, put up a print, because he, I don't think Kanye posted on his page for like a year, maybe two years. And then the first page that post that he put up since his absence was that post to Prince when he was talking about ownership and um, um, uh, like why he doesn't want to um, uh, uh, deal with lawyers and all these different things. And I was like, dang, I didn't even know he posted it up. But all, so many, so many of my fans was tagging me like tag, 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 tag. And I was like, mm-hmm. dang, man, he bagging. So then I posted it up on my page. And I was like, hey, go to, and that was the first time I ever did that. I didn't did it multiple times since, but that was the first time I just screenshotted it. And I ain't hate on the, you know what I'm saying? It's all love, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't my, it was Prince's words anyway, so I really don't care. But uh, I was just like, hey, y'all, all my supporters, y'all go tag me on the post. You know what I'm saying? And I had like maybe three, two, three thousand of my followers going there and just tag, like, yeah, yeah, like spamming the text, spamming the comments. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it just, it, it just feels good to have like an army of people who just really like show love for positivity, man. And I didn't want nothing. I didn't want them to tag me. I just wanted just to like see if they rock with me like that. So it's a beautiful thing, like with anything, man. When when people support, you know what I'm saying. So breaking the machine was kind of just like, can we create value from people that maybe not everybody knows? Can we do it? So when I did it and I structured it the same way, it went. It's going. It fire. Boom, boom. Everybody loving it. And it's like, wow, this is powerful. And the biggest thing is, the biggest rebuttal that people give me when they take my stuff. From the ancestry plane is you ain't say this or this ain't yours so when i do it on my stuff with my podcast i had to get all the business right like if y'all do this thing and repost my stuff if you don't tag me i'm gonna be like vlad tv because anybody who's ever reposted vlad tv stuff know they real strict about that copyright stuff like dog yeah now i got it now you can't tell me hey man this ain't yeah this is mine now you better tag mm-hmm. me or this one. so it's just it's a beautiful feeling because now it's just like, man, it's only hot because he said, no, nah, it's hot because of what we did, the community that we created. That's why it's hot. You know what I'm saying? So it's a beautiful thing. Man, man. I got so I got so many questions, man. Like, you know, I, I want to start, you know, listen, as you moving and shaking, as you describe it, you know, working in corporate America, doing things in the sports world, was your mind always focused on eventually transitioning into doing your own? And if it wasn't, you know, what gave you the confidence to say, man, because you spoke on increasing your value, you know, mm-hmm. so but so what gave you the confidence to say, you know what, I know the skills and the value that I bring to these companies. I'm going to shift that energy, you know, and shift my action towards not only creating my own, but, you know, really continue to build up my value and what and what I'm doing. Man, I'm a God. I'm going to say that first and foremost. but. I'm gonna just say this. I'm a dog, okay? For lack of better, you know, for, for, for that, for that, you know, for that real talk. You know what I'm saying? That's what they call it real talk. So let's just talk real. I'm a dog, man. And that's why I always could come to a company and really let them know my value. Because I know whatever you tell me I gotta do to get this job, to get this internship, and it don't go against my character. It's it like when when I was working for PR when I was doing public relations, right? And uh I remember the dude that I was trying, I would reach out to him all the time. He my homie to this day, man. Look out for me. Do everything, man. Um, we're going to talk about that later. But um, I'm, I'm reaching out to him every day on Instagram. I'm like, hey, bro, how can I work for you? How can I work for you? Because I was one of those dudes, but not to the point where I'm in your comments. And I'm just, I'm just like, hey, check your DM, bro. 
and then I'm a DM you trying to get in touch with you. I'm I know the movers and shakers, bro. And um, when you've been in this lane of social media for so long, I know people. Like I know people who run the platforms that people want to know because I mm-hmm. didn't stuff since I was tenth grade, tenth eleventh grade of high school. So I didn't been in this for about six seven years. So I know what it looked like. I know who was running that platform before before it came. As I know the names of these people, you know what I'm saying? Because I remember when they were small. You know what I'm saying? Some of the biggest high school athletes I remember when they was at 100 followers. Because I was in the sports space and I was in it to the to the point where I was following the small dudes. I was getting the small. So it's just I see it in a different way. But the biggest thing about me was when I was trying to get that job at that intern uh, at that uh, public um, um, publicist company. I was asking him, I was just like, what do I have to do? He like, man, listen, uh, I got a whole bunch of articles I have to get out for these artists. Um, listen, I need like 25 articles done by the end of the day, which is impossible. And I love when people give me impossible tasks because I know when I do it, you'll never question me again. So I was just like, okay, I know. Because not only do you have to do the articles, each article has to be different because that you do six articles per artist and they all go into different publications. So you have to do the same article, but do it in a completely different variation. So if it's in this magazine and this magazine, it, they don't know it came from the same person. I'm giving you the behind the scenes of the publicist world, man. Mm-hmm. Just because this journalist posted this article in this publication does not mean that that journalist wrote that article. It's usually a PR firm sends the article to the to the uh um the, the publication and just say hey man i need you to put this out for my artist blah 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 oh this is the next big artist he did and, and somebody at the publishing agency wrote it and then the journalist just checked it over and said okay i'll put this out and you know he gets his money on the back all that other stuff anyway but um you have to write the same article in six different variations so you go on six different publications so if he says i need 10 articles done i mean i need some articles done for 10 different artists and i have to do it it's really 10 times six. So I'm doing it and I'm doing all these different things. So at the time he needed about 25 articles done and it was like impossible because I had to do different variations. I was already in college full time, taking five classes, working a real job, doing this, doing that. This was just an internship I was doing. And I'm like, it's impossible for me to get 25 articles done by the end of the day, bro. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough creative energy. I don't have enough, but he knows it's impossible. That's why he gave, that's why he put that on my plate because he don't think I can do it. He's trying to get rid of me because I'm bugging him. Next day, it was all in his email. And, I, and he ain't never questioned me since then. Ain't never questioned me again. And that's what I hold to my spirit. When I reach out to somebody and I, I tap in with them, I reach out because I know I will do what other people aren't willing to do. I will sacrifice whatever mm. I got to sacrifice. I get the job done. That's why I say I'm a dog. That's what I always say about college. What college does, it just... It's just like, man, show me where the dog's at. Show me where my dog's at. That's all it does. It's all college does is show the employer where the dog's at. Because we all go through tragedy. We all lose family members. We all go through financial trauma. We go through real trauma. We all go through situations, emotional relationships, all these different things. Have you ever done all those things, maintain a job to keep the bills on, or pay your apartment rent, take five classes and two internships at the same time? That's what's going to show them that you're a dog because you're going through all the ups and downs of life. You're working a job like a normal person. You're sustaining yourself like a normal person. You're trying to keep your mind right. And you're taking five classes on top of trying to uh, go to all these mixers on campus and you're doing this internship over here. Like, he's a dog. And if you can do that for four years and get your degree, 
That don't tell them nothing about you, but that you a dog and you willing to sacrifice your own personal health. You willing to sacrifice everything that to sustain yourself for the upset goal, for the upset goal. And that's what it's going to tell them about you. So my whole thing was I had pride in that for the longest. Like, man, I'm a dog and I still have pride in it because if you need something done, man, I'm going to do it. Like, for real, bro. Like, if it got to get done, I'm going to do it. So that was my thing. Like, you know, you have – when I was in the internship, bro, I always outworked everybody. And it wasn't like my design. It was just I got to show you, like, I'm different, man. Now I don't really have put, – put that energy into showing people I'm different because the work shows. But in those days when you ain't got no work to show for you, it's just like, man, listen, man, I got to get my resume up, man. I got to show something. Give me some work so I can show you. And um, I think that was the biggest thing for me, man. Like, I had to, you know, gain my value. And then I was bold with it after a while because I was like, man, listen, I bring value and I get the job done, man. You know what I'm saying? So so how did that turn into creating your own? You know, how, how did it how did it go from, you know, I'm showing my worth here. They know my worth. They can't question me. And you know what? F it. I'm stepping away and I'm going to create my own. How did, how did that happen? Man, I, I like I said, I had had a million promise, million promises made to me, and, and you know I didn't I didn't receive any of them. I'm, I'm hearing a million promises, and and uh, some of those people who made me promises came through, and I, I respect that. Um, but for the most part, so a it, lot was, of it was it was the letdown. It was it was a letdown of everybody in that you know in that corporate space. Yeah, it was the letdown, bro. It was the letdown, and um, when I was doing the social media pages, I was just getting bored of it. It was tiring, you know. Um, the, it, it was just like a slow period, a slow period. And I think the slow period happens when your creative energy goes out. You can no longer produce mm. and, and the results can, can't manifest as fast as they were when you're creative. And people know when they're not creative anymore because the results ain't the same. Um, so for me, it was, how do I get my creative energy back? So then I started posting these motivational videos on mm. the ancestral plan. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, when I posted my first video, um, brother Riza Islam posted it and I had got like 200 followers off the first video and I was like dang I ain't never got 200 followers in a day this is crazy and I was like I might have some here so then I was just kept posting it was just a side thing I was just doing on side doing my sports pages and within a, a month maybe two months it was bigger than any page I had managed grew in it was just it was at like what 17,000 it was it was like it was growing fast man like two months and I was just like, forget this. I'm going to focus on this. I don't even know what this is. I don't know how to make money with this. I don't know what this is. But whatever it is, it's touching people. You know what I'm saying? So let me do this. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's the thing about social media. Can't nobody teach you how to monetize your social media. You just got to figure out what works for you, like how you can finesse it. Everybody be, man, you know, if you're an influencer, you got a million followers, you can charge a company 100000 for each post. Man, who you reaching out to? Who reaching out to you? You know what I'm saying? Because these they, these small black businesses, bro, they don't want to play no hundred thousand, man. They don't care if you got ten million. They ain't paying no hundred thousand. So who is your audience, man? My audience is the people. My, my my audience is the poor righteous teachers. My audience is the community. My audience is people who have money. My audience is people who don't have money. So I have to accommodate all of my people, and I also have to understand, man. The truth comes first. The mission comes first because, like I said, I didn't know how I was going to make money off of the ancestral plane, how I'm about to make money off the podcast, but I know the goal and I know my passion and my purpose. If I go with my passion and my purpose, the money will come. And the more I tap in with more affluent people and more successful people than me, they tell me the same thing. Stick with that. And that's what that's what we're doing. How old are you? 22. I'm actually about to turn 23. So I've been telling people 23, but I'm 22. So 
I heard you say on a, on, on a podcast, you said, man, I ain't steady for no SAT, you know, mm. and I still got, got a high score. I just knew that before I wanted to go take it, I told myself that I'm a God. And, mm. and that relieved any anxiety or anything that I needed because I knew, you know, my sense of self before I wanted to go take that mug. When I asked mm. you, yo, where did that confidence come? You said, well, number one, I'm, I'm, I'm a God. And mm. you were a young man speak and that type of, you know, frequency, you know, and that, that type of power, man, that is, that is very valuable. And that's, that, <laughs> that is, you know, not only is it powerful, man, but it is, um, it's special, you know, and, and I wonder, like, you 20, you 22, so you've come up in the, in, in the social media era, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And I'm, that's why, that's why I like having conversations with young brothers like yourself, man, because y'all know that these man-made rules is fake. Mm -hmm. Y'all know y'all don't have to follow the same status quo to not only mm -hmm. to not to make a not only to not make a living, but man, y'all don't have to rely on these people to feed y'all. Mm -hmm. you, you, you know, you know what I'm saying? And I um mm -hmm. I, I commend you, I, I commend you so much for you know for for having that strong sense of self, you know, from doing that. So like, how have you, you know, found ways to like monetize your platforms or is it just still a situation where, you know what, it's not even, that's not even your, that's not even your focus. You are just growing and building it. And then through there you build healthy relationships and then you just gonna continue to figure out as you go. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's both. Um, it's, it's like, um, it's continuing to grow, it's continuing to move and, some some periods are better than others. You know what I'm saying? Some periods are very good. Some periods are not so good. But the mission stays the same. The above said goal stays the same. And uh, we have to put out a product. You know what I'm saying? And right now my product is the podcast. So whatever needs to be done, that podcast will drop every Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And um, that's kind of the above said goal. I don't care what's going on in life. That is going to get done. That's going to get accomplished. So um, that's just my mindset, you know what I'm saying? And, and you have to have that mindset in order to constantly keep it out. You know what I'm saying? So right. I think, I think uh, the, the, the biggest ways um, in order to monetize my platform that I found, like I said, it's going to be different for every person was just actually creating uh, the website. And I remember Wallow was telling me that like a year and a half ago or something like that. He was just like, listen, man, um, number one thing, you got to get your website. You got um, to uh, get your LLC. You got to do all these different things. And then um, when I started doing that, um, I started doing um, like consulting for actually teaching people how to grow their social media presence. So it's usually just like local people um, who know me, who know my platform. They reach out to me. Hey, can you um, teach me how to monetize my platform, how to grow my stuff? Um, all right. Um, I'll pay you X amount of dollars just to teach me how to do it and then promote me on your platform because most of the people who I promote are black owned businesses and it's just like, oh, it's a perfect balance. So if you have a clothing business, you have a shape butter business. Okay. So it's really just word of mouth in my city, people who know what I do. And um, uh, I might put up a post or something like that and then other black businesses reach out um, to do it like that. But um, I have uh, clothing on my website as well that does well and stuff like that. But like I said, it fluctuates, you know, some months are better than other months. Um, but then I have clothing for that. And then um, it's really just about um, getting creative with it. Like I said, once I started speaking, 
and I started personally working on my own brand, that's when I started getting booked for speaking engagements and different things like that. Then people reaching out, and most of that stuff is local. Um, just, you know, people just reach out, okay, so what is the accommodation that you need in order to speak here? What is the accommodation that you need to speak there? Um, the biggest speaking engagement um, so far, because I had only really spoken Detroit and in Flint for the most part, and then um, I had got booked to speak out at the HBCU, um, North Carolina Central University, uh, back in September. Um, so that was huge, um, and uh, or I think it was October. Yeah, October. But um, so that was huge. So it just it just keep going. It just keep going. But the, it's, and, and it's like the more opportunities come, the more videos you put out, and it like it, it's powerful. Like you put out a video, it go viral, and now you got it this going on then you put out another thing and this going on so it's just like people don't understand that is value like people, man why are you putting out video man you don't understand the game man you know like while i'll be breaking down a lot of a lot of people in general just be breaking down the game to me but you have to have an og somebody who's in that lane some a lane that's similar and they can tell you what it looks like man this video ain't just a video to the, to the normal person watching it it is a video but to other people this is your resume like people watching this stuff <laughs> and this college person who's in this college campus over all this stuff is watching that he like, hey, man, I need you to do this. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have people reach out for foundations, all type of stuff. I want you to speak to my students on a Zoom call. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. That's what the video is. The video is what created that conversation. You know what I'm saying? Any conversation that I've had with anybody has been created from a video of me. And it's a self-resume. So, like you said, it's about learning how to use social media. I don't use LinkedIn. I've never used LinkedIn ever in my life. But I've connected with more people than I could ever imagine through Instagram and Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's like, yeah. bro, LinkedIn don't exist no more, bro. I can tell somebody <laughs> who, how to tap in with, with the person that they want to tap in straight off of Instagram, bro. And right, it's, it's right. such a powerful tool, bro. So you're right, man. We using uh, these these platforms in order to break that, break that, you know, the, the, the that old way of doing things. And it doesn't mean it's the wrong way. It doesn't mean it's the outdated way. It's just, it's more ways now. It's more yeah, ways. More options, right? More options. Yeah, man. Shout out, shout out Wallow, man. I I, I love Wallow, bro. I, I love seeing what Wallow does on the day-to-day, man. Wallow is um Wallow is not only just creative in, in, in his content, but Wallow is one of them dudes, man, who gives mm-hmm. the information. And mm-hmm. he does it and, and he does it in a way where not only is entertaining, but I'm talking about he breaks down the game. And what you're talking mm-hmm. about right now, man, is really the digital, you know, the really the digital real estate side of, yep. you know, monetizing off the off these platforms. Um, who who inspires you, man? And 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 where where do you find inspiration from? Um, I say the biggest thing that inspires me. Um, I'm, I'm inspired by a lot of people, man. Um, Wallow six uh, Wallow two six seven is one of the biggest inspirations, man. Just because. Um, I just like the way he structured his content, man. But it's a whole bunch of people who, who inspire me, bro. Um, I'm, I'm I'm inspired by so many people, man. Um, uh, I just don't I just I just don't follow that many people. But I'm inspired by a lot of people. I'm I'm inspired by artists, bro. I'm inspired by Pharrell, man. I'm I'm inspired by Pusha T, man. I, I grew up listening to Pusha T, man. I, it's just a lot of people who inspire me. But it's music inspires me in general. It's just like when you hear that, it just makes you feel like you're the man. It's just like man, like when I when I. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like when 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 when, yeah. when I ride ride around listening to Daytona by by Pusha T, it just, just give me a vibe. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? When yeah, I, that's different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I listen to that, it's just like 
baby. I see, I see, I, I see how you making your, I see how you making your face right now. You, you, you feeling it yeah. in you right now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, when I listen to that Pusha T man, and I'm just riding around the city, like everything inspires me. Imagery inspires me, bro. Like, bro, like when I watch BMF, bro, I just started watching BMF. I'm late to it. I just started watching BMF like last week. I just finished the series, bro. Okay. And I just then I just pulled up and I just went in downtown Detroit and I'm just I'm just walking down. I'm just like, bro, this is my city, bro. I'm about to run this, right. bro. I told Spank, bro, since the first time we started, bro. And this is the first time me saying this uh uh on the podcast. I was just like, bro, I want us to be to Detroit with Wallow and Gilly is to Philly, bro. Like that's yeah. my blueprint. Yeah. Like literally, right. that is what we did this for, man. Like, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the energy that that was my blueprint, Wallow and Gilly. For this whole podcast, for everything I'm doing, I'm just like, bro, I want to be that for Detroit, bro. I want to be that for my hometown, Flint, Michigan. I want to be that. I want I want to be able to walk around the city, and I don't want to have to be famous. Like, oh, yeah, he get money. He got, I just want him to be like, man, he's spreading positive, man. I like what he do, man. I like his energy, bro, because I don't want everyone to be where well, you want what I have, but you just want to have a conversation with me. That means more to yeah. me than anything. You know what I'm saying? So I think that was the biggest thing, man. But my biggest inspiration is classical music, bro. When I listen mm. to these classical music scores, bro, it sends me in a place of creativity, bro. Like, and it just it just really replenishes me, bro. Like, I need a, a room with complete darkness or very dark and play some very high bre- vibrational classical music. And I'm telling you, some creative thing is going to be birthed, bro. Like, when, when, when I just, bro, I don't know, something about that music, bro. Like, I love incorporating new classical scores into my clips on uh, Breaking the Machine. It just gives it a new life. It's like a new life. I have mm. to constantly do it. Every uh, couple months, I have to just go into the, the vault and just get a different score and put it on it, and it gives me a new life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that that score that I put to the one with Mama Soul, the new one that she was doing, she was doing the poetry. And I was like, dang, I ain't never put this music on, on a clip before. But I wonder if it would hit. I put that, man, it's one of the biggest clips on the back. It's just like, yes. It's just like an Instagram. Like, the vibrations in the classical music is so high, bro. That gives me so much inspiration, bro. Classical music is my inspiration, bro. Mm, mm. That's powerful, man. That, that That's powerful, man. I, I heard you say in, in one of your episodes, man, Um, you was, you was talking to David McCullough, and you was talking about, man, how going to inception you know really really impacted you you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it had a, a had an extreme positive impact on you um and man here at Lee, your purpose man i really try to be intentional about talking to people about their own healing and their own j- journeys of healing mm-hmm. what what was that experience at inception like and like what's what's ways that you know you try to be intentional about you know your own healing and you know really trying to be intentional about your own internal work um the, the trip to inception was very powerful, you know what I'm saying? And, and for him to reach out to me and just um, extend um, extend the hand, the hand to me and just help me on my journey. And you know what I'm saying? Let me use the facility was powerful, man. And um, that level of stillness and the float tank, man, I think that was probably one of the most powerful moments I've ever experienced just with myself. Cause I'm so, I was so paranoid at the time. And we talked about it afterwards cause we went out to eat afterwards. And I was just telling him like, bro, I'm so paranoid, bro. Like I'm this, that. And, 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 and David, man, he like a real mentor to me, bro. Like he, like a, he like a big brother for real, for real. Like, and, and yeah, shout out, shout out Dave, man. David, good yeah, dude, man. Shout Dave, bro. And um, he just says a lot of stuff that a lot of people ain't never put in perspective. And he just be like saying some stuff. I'm just like, dang, man, ain't nobody ever said that to me, bro. Like, 
it's just powerful, man. And he said in a way that doesn't come off offensive, but he does touch on a lot of things that like you may hold dear and, and be close to your heart. And it's just like, man, can't nobody stop. This is what's in my, this is my backbone. And he just like, well, have you ever looked at it like this? And it's just like, damn, man, ain't nobody ever questioned my backbone because normally in certain situations, that's like, okay, you got to respect that. That's what, it, but he just touched on something. And it's just like, man, this might be giving you trauma. Like this might be, and it's like, man, that's giving me trauma. Like he was just identifying like that. The conversation that I had with him was just powerful, man. Like the, the experience of experiencing deception was powerful, but the conversation with him was just like, it was powerful, man. It was on another level. And I think he, now that I think about it, he was the one that helped me identify that I had anxiety. And mm-hmm. then I talked to my friend about it afterwards, and then we, we kind of expanded it. But David, I think, was actually the one who helped me identify my anxiety, actually. He was the one. And when he told me, like, man, sounds like you got anxiety. I was like, man, what's, I don't know about it. And he was just like, man, look this up, watch this video, man, and I'm just watching it. So he kind of helped me identify that I had anxiety. And um, the conversation that he was having with me, and I was telling him, like, I'm about to go to this event. Um, and he was just like, man, go. Just go to the event. And then, uh, and then when I broke the anxiety, I was telling him, like, man, yo, like, I'm free now. Like, this is free. And he was like, man, congratulations, man. You just started on your first step of this journey. Now let's keep going. And I was like, man, like, bro, he, he, the facility is beautiful. The spirit of the facility is beautiful. The people there are beautiful. The environment is so beautiful. It's like futuristic type stuff. Like you yeah. know what I'm saying? the stuff that you see, like I don't know if you ever seen if you seen Swan Song by Mahersha, uh, uh the movie that Mahersha Mm-mm. Ali just put out Mm-mm. Swan Song. Mm-mm. It got that Swan Song feel, man. That futuristic stuff in in the mountains and you in the you know what I'm saying that futuristic condo with the white wall. Like he did, it's, it's a nice facility, bro. And uh, I'm just I'm just very visual like that, man. I'm a very visual person, man. I just love like a nice um, aesthetic, bro. And um and um I just think I just think the it's just it's just a powerful experience. I recommend you know anybody who's on a spiritual journey to definitely take a trip down the inception, man, and just you know start on a journey, man. And and you can start on your journey now, but I think um, it's a beautiful beautiful experience. Um, and uh, I think that was the biggest thing, just going there and then having a conversation about what is going on, because I had yeah. so much things in me, and for him to break it down to me and just let me know, like, man, you got anxiety. And um, for him to relate to some of my stories, and just, uh, man, it was changed my life, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's probably. Well, I went to um, my wife and I visited Inception back in October um mm. of, of last year, and um, yeah, I've 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 been a big I've been a big um advocate for for meditation and and just stillness in general, and through doing the float tank and the brain training. You know that stillness is on another level. You know what I'm saying? That's a that's a that's a type of stillness that you know we all should be intentional about practicing. You know, mm. um, and what they're doing over there at Inception, man, is powerful. And I, you know, listen, man, I I encourage you, man, is to you know continue to be intentional about doing things. You know, to um a- 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 increase your healing, man, because it's a it's a a never ending you know, uh, role, you know what I'm saying? There is no completion in, in, in healing, you know what I'm saying? For those who tell you that they figured it out and they and they done healing, they lying, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm saying? So so kudos, man, and I, I I commend you for what you're doing. And I love I love breaking the machine, you know? The first episode was called The Matrix, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting you said, man, your pop's destruction company was called The Matrix. So I I love all, all, all the work you're doing. I love the ancestral pain, man. I, I, I just... 
I really got a, a found, you know, appreciation for the work, the work that you're doing, man. And um, I just want to say thank you, man, for coming on, for coming on here with me today, bro. This, this has been a fantastic conversation, bro. For sure. I appreciate it, man. This is an honor, bro, to be able to meet up with like-minded people, man, and just have these conversations touch the community, bro. And the way I look at it all the time, and this is what I always tell people, man. A couple years from now, man, we 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 could be the biggest in the space. You know what I'm saying? We could be the biggest in the space. You over here, you over here. And I've seen it happen. Like I said, I was in this, you know, in, in the social media space. And I see people before they blow up. So, like, I already know how this is, man. This is the meeting of the minds. And you know yeah. what I'm saying? A hundred thousand supporters later, it's just like, yeah, man, we did that. You know what I'm saying? This is the OG interview, man. This this interview right. might be legendary one day. Right. You know Facts. It's just Facts, like, bro, bro like. It's a beautiful thing, man. That's what I always think, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a blessing, man. And I appreciate you having me on. I hope we do this uh, more, bro. And and, and I, I, we we really just got to do an episode one day and just really just, just break down, go deep into the mental health, man, and just break down these traumatic stories and just how we heal them, man. It's a big yeah. thing, man. Yeah, man. I, when I um next time I come out that way, man, in Detroit, man, I want I want to sit down with you and Spank, man, and let's do this again in, in person. You know what I'm saying? I want I want to sit down with both of y'all and be with y'all, man. Because again, man, I, I love the work that y'all doing. You know, I I love the podcast that y'all got going with Breaking the Machine. So next time I'm in Detroit, man, let's sit down, let's carve out some time and really do this in, in person for sure. Let's do it. Well, yeah, man. Well, listen. Thank you again for coming, man. Before I get you out of here, bro, I got a couple. You know. Uh, I got a couple rapid questions I want to hit you with. You know, uh, we'll, we'll let you slide, man, and continue the rest of your day. Um, first things first, bro. We in we in a brand new year, 20, 2022. I'm not a big believer in New Year's resolutions, but I do believe in setting intentions. And you know, people always hear me using that word, intentions, intentions. What's some things that you really want to be intentional about this year? Whether that's just spiritually, personally, professionally. What's some things you really want to be intentional about? I just think. Um... Something I, I want to be intentional about is uh, just speaking up for myself. I think that's the biggest thing, mm. man. Just, you know, making sure my communication comes, you know, clearer, man. And um, I think, you know, what held us back in the past was just constantly thinking about how it's going to affect this, affect that, man. But it always it, it always falls through if, if you don't just communicate first. So communication is key, man. Just got to be communicative, bro. Yeah, that's that that's good, man. What's um speaking of that, man, what's something that you um what what's something that you really want to just work on? Like, you know, what's what's some a weakness that you may see of yours that you want to just like, you know what, that's something I want to grow at. Is it is it the speaking up for yourself? Is it the advocating for yourself? Uh I think that's definitely I think that's definitely one of them. Uh speaking up for myself and um I would say uh um locking in locking in i gotta lock in you know what i'm saying i put out a lot of content i constantly lock in but i know i can take this to a different level and i used to have that dog mentality but a part of my healing journey was don't be that dog no more and that was mm. part of my healing journey was letting go of the dog mm. but to get a lot of the things that i want from my companies and different things like that it's like man that dog he sure looked nice man because he used to give me things so <laughs> i think that's the biggest thing man just trying to lock back in man what's the um What's your overall vision for what you got going with, with breaking the machine? Where do you see this thing five, 10 years from now? Hmm. Um, I just I just want our own community. I don't want to be the biggest. I don't want to be, you know, I say we the biggest. I say this and that, but uh, that's just manifestation. That's just, you know, projecting positive energy. But uh, I just want our own community, man. I look at, you know, shows like, I mean, podcasts like 85 South, 
um, what mm-hmm. Dave McManor was doing with his podcast, uh, mm-hmm. with Joe Button got, you know, million dollars worth of game, obviously. But it's just like, I just want our own corner of the sky. That's all. I just want our own corner of the sky, our own people, our own community. Um, and uh, I just want to, I just want to sit back and relax. I don't even want to have to be so heavy on the promotion. I just want to be like any of these normal podcasts. Just put out a picture, this episode out, and they do numbers and do what they got to do. I want to tour, man. I want to do, you know, tours, bro. I want to drop more merch. I want to do all type of stuff. But five years from now, what the podcast is going to look like is way more relaxed. Conversation this is going to be structured the way that I want them to because people see what I put out and they can tell my vision is deeper. You know what I'm saying? But your vision can only go as deep is the material that you can manifest to make it go deep. So mm-hmm. imagine, what it, imagine what it looked like if I had, you know what I'm saying, multiple producers and I had multiple cameras and I had a different, right. you know, my own studio, I had this, I had that. Like, man, I want this stuff to look like an HBO special, but I want to direct it because people mm-hmm. see what I created with the ancestral plane, what I created with the, imagine what I could do five years from now. Imagine what that going to look like. That's going to look like, man, it's going to be like, it's going to be a show every <laughs> Sunday, man, at 1 p.m. It's going to be crazy. Man, what's your what's your purpose, and how is that connected to what you're doing today? And um, I don't know if I know exactly 100% what my purpose is to the T, but I know my purpose is to speak, and I know my purpose is to mm. mentor, and I know it's to mentor in some capacity, and um, I think that's what I've been doing, um, just mentoring a, a, a lot of the uh, young men at my old high school, man. That's kind of what I do. I created a summer program, uh, me and my partner, Jacob, uh, called the DEM program, um, which stands for Determination, Excellence, and Motivation. Um, but it actually stands for uh, Dios Ex Mahina, which means God in the machine. But we just had to give it a name that would have been cool with the schools because I know they don't, you know, it's a separation between church and state, so you can't say God in school. So <laughs> yeah. uh, it really stands for uh, God in the machine, which uh, Dios Ex Mahina, but we just say it's DEM, Determination, Excellence, Motivation. But um, yeah, it's a summer program, and, and we just try to mentor this, the, the children throughout the year and stuff like that. But um. That's my purpose, man. It's just to just to, to give back to the other young men. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What's something about you people would be surprised to know? Um, I love, I love like um, like plays and like uh, mm. operas and 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 um, what they call it. I forgot what it's called. Um, it's just like plays, man. Like Glee's my favorite show. And I, I think I said this on live, on IG Live one day. And people were like, man, you like Glee? Yeah, I like Glee. Glee's my favorite <laughs> show. Um, like, I just love that show, man. And, you know, it's just like, uh, I just love it, man. I think that's something that people would be very surprised by. Like, man, you like Glee? Yeah, yeah, Glee's a good show, man. So that, that's okay, what I'm all right. All right. What, um, what scares you? Hmm. Um, I don't know if any – uh. I had a nightmare the other day. What was what was what was the nightmare about? Um, I don't really I don't really know. Like that that's a good question though. That's a good question. Um, I know because people throw out a million ass man. I'm scared that uh, it's just um, I'm I might be startled by a lot of things or caught off guard by a lot of things, but I don't know if I'm really scared of much. Um, that's actually a good question. Um, hmm. That's a good question. I, I'm like, dang, I don't even know what scares me. Like, I, man, I, I can't. That's even... good. I mean, you know, you don't maybe you, maybe you don't have any fear. You know, you don't got to no, find I mean, no fear if it ain't there. I, I um, I, I don't know if it's fear. I mean, I, I I I always 
I have a fear of like messing up a performance in front of a large crowd of people. You know what I'm saying? Like mm, mm. Uh, doing motivational speaking and, and, and doing poetry. It, 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 I get a lot of anxiety before a performance. It, you know, but um, I don't know if it's a fear, but uh, I got to think about that one. That's a good one. I, I, okay. I know I had a, I had a nightmare about something the other day and that would have been a good example, but I can't remember what the nightmare was about. But yeah. What's your favorite quote? Oh, favorite quote uh by Wale born to lose built to win and that's that that's kind of what I feel you know what I'm saying I feel like you know I'm born in a society where I was meant to lose but I was just built in a certain type of way I was raised in a certain type of way I just win every time but I was born to lose they wanted me to lose but I just keep winning what's the best advice you ever received hmm. uh, that's a tough one <laughs> that's a tough one uh it's a, it's a lot of good advice um i was about to give a funny answer uh, one of my ogs gave me some good advice to leave a relationship that was funny but uh nah my mom um my mom uh told me recently uh just just be yourself like you know what i'm saying like um and and, and i don't know if it was advice but she was just like I love you regardless of anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love you regardless of anything. And I know that's like deeper than advice, but that was, it just hit me hard. And I know it's just like a simple thing, but it's certain things that put in your head as a child, you still have a childish understanding with them, even as a grown person. You know what I'm saying? You still have a child. So you need somebody just to go back and just like pluck that, that misunderstanding in your brain. So for her just to tell me that it, it resonated that time. And it was just so powerful to me. It was just like, okay. I could embarrass myself on this show. I can be the biggest podcast in the world, embarrass myself. I could do all type of stuff. But my mom is going to love me regardless. I got one person who's in my corner for life. You know, and it just gave me peace. You know, so, you know, just, she just always just tell me to be myself. And she just gave me permission to be myself. Mm. Yeah, that's that's good, man. Last one. If you could pick up the phone, I ain't gonna, I usually ask people to call a 20-year-old self. You silly young, you silly young dude, you just mm. 20 a couple couple years ago. So let's take it even a bit further than that, man. Let's say your let's say your 12-year-old self. You know, you you could pick up and talk to your 12-year-old self, man. You know, pops just passed a few years prior. You know, young young man, young, young boy, what would you tell yourself, man? Knowing, knowing what you know today. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of people be saying, you know, I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't do that. I, I always say I wouldn't. I always say um, I would change stuff, but God wouldn't. And I'm just going to go with God because he's the best of knowers. But mm. I would change a lot. You know what I'm saying? So if if um if I could talk to my younger self, I would just tell him. You know, if I had a minute or two minutes, I would just tell him, man, when any opportunity presents itself that you feel passionate about, man, just go for it. Because mm-hmm. those are those are the moments that don't sit well with you later on the moments that you didn't take the moments that you didn't, you know, just trust your instinct that those are the moments that don't sit well with you. Everything else sits well, all the losses, all the fights that you like, all this, it all sits well, but the stuff that you didn't go and try to take, it doesn't sit well. So I would just tell them that, man, anytime you don't do something, man, it's not going to sit well. I know it, it, it saved you from the, do you know what I'm saying? That, that turmoil in the moment, but it don't sit well for life, bro. You want to have something that don't sit well for life for a moment that could be unpleasing. Like, man, just go for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, man, thank you again for coming on here, man. Tell everybody what you got coming up, man. Tell them your social media tags, where they can find you, 
when the pods drop. Give them all your information, man. Man, um, theancestralplane.com. T-H-E-A-N-C-E-S-T-R-A-L-P-L-A-N-E.com. Uh, I don't really spell that out like that all the time, so that you know that's off the cuff. Um, it, on, the website has all my social media links and stuff like that, so, um, so I'm on social media at mod the poet. But uh, just tap in Breaking the Machine. The podcast is the biggest thing that I really care about at this moment. You know, go check out Breaking the Machine, the podcast uh, on all the platforms, man. Um, and it's like season two is on the way. That's what I'm focused on. Season two, um, I want to give it a, every year. It's just going to get better. I mean, better and better. Every season is going to get better and better. I want to get it closer and closer to that HBO feel. And then I want it to get beyond HBO. I want to, I would just want HBO is, you know what I'm saying? When I'm looking at, when I, when I see like, how they sit down at the table and they got them like, bro, I'm just trying to get better and better every year. So um, season two, that's what I got coming. I got season two coming. And um, this season, I, I last season we surprised people and we just introduced ourselves. Now this season, I want to hit people over the head. I want to pull off some, mm. I, I, I want to I pull off some things, get some guests on that people that might not know that I, you know what I'm saying, that we could do a tap in. And just, I just want to, I just want to hit people over the head. So we just hitting people over the head this season. Beautiful, bro. Well, listen, man, the last thing that I have my guests do, um, we coming up on our sick, our two year anniversary of the pod drop. Um, and when we first started, man, I, I started by having my guests lobby for a special guest to come on the show. Last January, a year, almost almost a year to the date today, a year ago, man, we had one of our inspirations on the pod, man. His name was Arian Foster, a former NFL running back who used to play for the, uh, the Houston, Texas, Miami Dolphins. He started a pod um, after he had retired. And he was one of the cats, man, that I really consumed a lot of his content. And we mm. was able to really get him on the show, man. I had a real powerful, dope conversation um, last January. And now, man, we lobbying for another special guest that we trying to get, man. And the next guest that we want on here is none other than Charlemagne the God. Um, mm. I love I love, I love, love what Charlemagne is doing, bro. On, not only is on the mental health side, but like his evolution in real time. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a beautiful thing to see. And for those who know, and I, I'm, I'm sure you know, um, he's a tycoon in this podcast space. Mm -hmm. and he's doing some, some, doing some big things, man. Really, um, from a, from an ownership standpoint, you know. So I really want to sit down and have a conversation with him to connect and build with. Um, so if you can, man, look in your camera right now and tell Mr. Charlemagne why he should be a guest on the Live Your Purpose podcast. Hey, man, Charlemagne, you need to come on the podcast because. We trying to really spread mental health health awareness, but we also trying to uh, spread that um um that black privilege that you've been talking mm -hmm. about. And I know mm -hmm. you've been on all these other platforms showing them love, man. You got to flex some of that black privilege, man. We it's privileged to be black. It's a privilege yeah, yeah, to be yeah. on this platform. It's a privilege to build with your brother, man. Come build with your brother. You dig? Appreciate you, man. Listen, man. Another episode in the books. Lyp. Much love to the community. Amav. Much love to you, man. Shout out to you, man. Y'all make sure y'all go check out that Breaking the Machine podcast, man, today. Um, much love to you again. LYP, peace.